previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And my favorite part about that one is Heather Miller was walking around asking everyone what their room number was. And I go, oh, and <laughs> as soon as you tell her what your room number was, she'd roll up the sleeve on your t-shirt and write it on your ah. arm. Ah. <laughs> so we know where to dump the body when you're done. Right, right. Oh my God. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. All right. Not bad, Chuck. Hey, everyone. We're back. And Hi. some might say better Hi. than ever. I don't know, Chuck. That was risky. Uh, Sully's know, gone. It took a so, year to figure Sully, that it was out. nice knowing you. Chuck's back. <laughs> Roxy, this is a Chuck day. Bye-bye. This is Chuck's R Us day. I know. I feel like a third wheel today. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to all that in a few minutes. But yeah, there's more Chuck's than I think Eric Lonergan has in his closet right now ah. on the show today. So we're looking forward to a good show. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. So actually, let's start the show off with uh, a big thank you Our recent guest, Ed Butt, we had on, he posted some of the greatest pictures we've ever seen. Because as everyone knows, Tiny Chuck, myself, Roxy, we've never been to a Jingle Fest or anything like that. We've never been to a Summer of Littles, unfortunately. We've never been to anything. And some of the, we are so excited for August 7th, are we not? Oh, yeah. Now, Chuck, what's the deal? Are you setting this up or not? No pressure. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just making sure I have the date available. If I'm going to uh, be the host of this thing, I got to be there probably. Yeah, that, that would help. So, maybe, maybe Mrs. Uh, Chuck could yeah. join you. I, oh, she would. She would. Believe me, she'd be the life of the party way more than <laughs> any of me. So, well, yeah, I think we can make it happen. But, uh, you know, just hold, hold on tight now. All right. Well, in the meantime, a couple things to work out. All right. But in the meantime, anyone out in Springfield, Missouri now get on the Twitter. Let us know you're interested and you'll come because we'll set it up if we can. We'll figure out something. So that would be a lot of fun. And let's uh, get to. uh, Yeah, those pictures were great, by the way. And I think John Miller sent in a few, too. Mm -hmm. I think they were some of his. And I just I just can't wait. Can't wait. So we had a, a, a tweet from Oz, the great and flavorful. He writes in, this is due, now Chuck, listen close, because I wonder if you ever did this, uh, at, do you go to county fairs, Chuck? Uh, yes, I do go to the fair, Okay, yes. all right. every, every summer. Well, on the last episode, I was talking about the BB guns. Yes. He, yeah, okay, I'm so familiar. He, yeah. he wrote, the uh, BB guns at the star shooting booths are chained in place so that you can't swing it around and shoot the crowd. Back to the drawing board for the segment, New and Inventive Ways to Harm Others. Might I suggest darts? <laughs> now, I said, just for the record, I said I, I didn't want to like give ideas to people, but I remember, I look, I'll, I'll believe you, Steve, because I haven't done that in years, probably decades. I remember them having a little bit more play, but you know, I do now remember that the guy running the game was always standing on the outside of the booth. So that makes sense actually, because, or you could just turn it on him and turn, I'm just going to stop because I keep giving ideas about how to shoot people and this is not good. This is not good. (laughs) But anyway, Chuck, (laughs) Chuck, this is for you a little bit here. Now this wasn't directed at us, but I saw it. Brad Weiss tweeted and he was talking about the Rose Bowl, Chuck. Remember, we were talking about famous stadiums and that not many of them being football, but I brought up Lambeau Field. But Rose Bowl, Chuck, you got to admit, that would be a big one to hit, right? Uh, I guess if you're a college football fan, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, don't I can't. Well, 
I would probably rather go to Dodger Stadium than the Rose Bowl. Oh, I mean, interesting. Okay. Personally, yeah. I'd drive by. Yeah, spe- drive by. Speaking of college football, <laughs> I was thinking Notre Dame. That would be a fun one, too, I think. If you're hitting some more right. famous stadiums. Chuck, I'm with you 100%. I do agree you, with you. you. The baseball is more iconic. But, you know, there are a few. Yeah, maybe there's just more reverence like in throughout history about baseball stadiums than there have been about other sports. But, yeah, I mean, there definitely are some. You're right. I'm not going to say there's not, for sure. Absolutely. And I did want to give a quick, quick shout out. Now, Chuck, just for the record, your birthday gift has still not come in the mail. You you, you you have a tracking number? I'm learning that the hard way, Chuck. You have a tracking number, Chuck? All right. Well, Littles, I did get a birthday gift, though. It was really kind of cool. Rob Colpeen actually sent me a little something-something in the mail to wish me a happy birthday. It was really nice. Uh, He knows I'm a big baseball guy. And they're dabbling in this thing. It's a diamond back grip. And their website is diamondbackgrip.com. And he sent me a back grip for my softball bat. So I thought that was really sweet, wishing me a happy birthday and saying, give this a try. It's a new new thing that they just came out with. It looks really cool. I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but it looks really cool. So quick shout out to Rob. Really appreciate it. You're going to have to give him a major shout out if you hit like 40 home runs this season. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't expect that shout out. That muster. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, yeah I don't, I'm not a home run hitter, Chuck. He is a... Um... I mean, in the bedroom I am, but... Oh, no. Whoa. <laughs> so, Chuck, are you excited right now? It is a very big sports time. The PGA starts today. So, first of all, did you go over to Bob Sproles? Did you? Absolutely. I was... One of, I think I was one of the first people to submit because oh, wow. I thought there was right. a mistake. We were probably uh, one of the last. <laughs> yeah. Chuck and Roxy are in, though, but we're in. And all you loyal littles, we, we were going to reach out to uh, Jolene Wojcik and to get her pick. And she couldn't, unfortunately, come on. She's got a, a trip planned for the weekend. But she did give me her pick. She is actually going with Rory again. She thinks that this could be – she thinks she was one major behind. Yeah. So she really mm-hmm. thinks Rory mm-hmm. has a shot this cool. time. And uh, I think that we might have him on our sheet too, right? I think we do. Yeah. Yep. So uh, hopefully, as one of our top well. twenty and one of our international. So. Oh. So who else do you have in your five? Well, Chuck, we can't give everything away, can we? Okay. Right, go ahead, Roxy. What do we got? All right, we got Jordan Spieth, Rory, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, and Sam Burns. Who's that? Oh guy? my gosh! We almost had the exact same thing. Oh Wait, really? Really? Yes. The only difference. I have Justin Thomas instead of... Ah. Or as Simon would like to say, Justin Thompson. Justin Thompson. That's that's Simon's guy. (laughs) He'd say, Justin Thompson. Thompson. Justin Thompson. Thompson. So, Chuck, talk to me about... So, we've got playoff hockey. We've got playoff NBA. We've got the PGA. I mean, obviously, baseball's in full swing. And can we talk about this play-in stuff? Do you understand all this, the... The one, Basketball if they lose, tournament. they're out, right? If it's the 9-10, they're out, but the other guy, the other loser plays the winner of that? Is that how that goes? Yes, I believe that's All right, I, it's too true. confusing to me. So I, I it's, it's a little bit complicated. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun because it's a one, you know, it's kind of like yeah, one and done. tournament, so yeah. it's one and out. So well, for, for, uh, for the 9-10. Right. Right. Yeah. For the other one. So, All right. um, you know, there's, it. it's almost like watching a game seven. Yeah, I guess. That's true. That's true. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it's interesting this year because I like the game last night. I mean, everybody's kind of watching that as uh, 
basically because of LeBron and Steph Curry, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah. But the intensity of that is just kind of like watching a playoff game seven. Now, are you into the hockey, Chuck? Uh, I not. It's kind of like basketball for me. I, I, get, I start getting into it during playoffs. I don't watch very re- rarely do I watch a regular season. But you're a Blues fan, I assume, right? Game. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I follow the Blues. So they're playing, uh, I believe, the Avalanche this series. And they'll probably lose. But uh, <laughs> Well, Chuck, you just but, won yeah, it a couple years ago, right? Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're all good. Yep. No, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm set. All right. Enough hockey talk. Now, before we get to our fantastic guest today, we did want to do a quick little thing. We always do Littles Helping Littles moments, obviously, on the podcast. But we're excited about this because we have our first Littles Helping Bigs moment. And this comes in from the great Kevin Stanfield. Now, we've already retweeted this, so you can go over to our Twitter page, which is... At Loyal Littles Pod. And check it out there. All the information is there. But this is a group... This is actually for his daughter, and she's involved in a group called Creative Collab. And Creative Collab is a soon-to-be performing arts community center ready to serve the metropolitan area. Their mission is to connect the practice of art via dance, acting, and music in order to shape and develop growth and exposure to artists. So obviously that's right up our avenue, and we're more than excited to help. So they have a Kickstarter. Uh, Roxy, where can they find that? You can find it www.kickstarter.com slash projects slash creative collab slash creative dash collab. All right. And obviously that's a lot there. So we will have that in our show notes as well. So you can go there. Obviously, always happy to help Kevin Stanfield out when we can. And Littles, just help out if you can. Every donation helps. And our first hashtag, Littles Helping Bigs. Nice. Let's get out of here, you two. The, our guest today, Chuck, you're going to be so pleasantly surprised. Uh, All right. Sully's going to be annoyed, but... Just hang in there. Yeah, just hang in there. It's a good guest. Just because his name is Chuck doesn't mean anything. Hello. <laughs> oh, spoiler yeah. alert. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Bring them on. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the 80s, everyone. Really digging this one. We are being played in this episode by Yaz, and this song is called Metro Love. And if you like what you hear, the best way to find Yaz is on Twitter, and that is at RickRU1. That is at R-I-C-K-R-U, the number one. And as always, we'll play the full song, Metro Love, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. 
And as always, we have another fun interview for you. Please welcome to the show, Chuck Elias. Hey, Chuck, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. All right. Well, Chuck, I know you've heard a few of the episodes, so let's just turn it right over to you because you actually, now you're one of the littles that was very hesitant about coming on because you're like, I don't have much to say. And the Loyal Littles podcast, we have a motto that says, every loyal little has a story to tell. And we find it very interesting, some of the stuff, because we, believe it or not, have a very strong connection to you that you don't even know about yet, but we'll get into that. Let's turn it over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to all the Loyal Littles, tell them something about yourself and anything you want the Loyal Littles to know. Yeah, my name is Chuck. I am a Loyal Little from Western Massachusetts. I've lived in New England all of my life, really, although not where I am right now. I've been a Mr. Tony fan since 2004 of the radio show, but I was watching PTI long before that, but that's when I discovered the radio show. So uh, I own a travel agency here in Western Mass, which, as you can imagine, has not been a great business to be in for 2020. Sure. But uh, yeah, but we're starting to see it pick up. And uh, the reason actually that we even connected on doing this was because I also do a podcast and I was very hesitant to ask in the littles group if I was allowed to mention it or not. Uh, and that's how I think that's how you even heard of the fact that I did that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I found you, so to speak. But let's go yeah. back to you. So where did you grow up again? I grew up in Southern Connecticut, uh, exactly halfway between Bridgeport and New Haven in Milford, okay. which is right I... by the water of Long Island Sound. I know it well. I grew up in Stratford. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's one. Okay. Should we have a little that's, ding for each one? Yeah. <laughs> like we said, we did our homework here and we have a bunch of connections here, but that's one. Go ahead. So Roxy, this is completely not about me, but my dad worked at Sikorsky for, for 35 years. No way. Since you're from Stratford. You know exactly where that is. Yeah. I do. I do. I have an uncle who works there and I don't know if you ever heard of Remington Arms, but my grandfather yes. worked there. My mom and dad met there. Crazy. That's so does that count like three or four connections? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, so we're up to like four or five here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and coincidentally, that's how many listeners are still listening to exactly. us. Exactly. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay, so where did you go to school, all that kind of stuff? I went to school at a very small liberal arts college outside of Boston called Gordon College, and that's in Wenham, Mass. You've probably never heard of it, but it's nope. literally at the other end of the street from Endicott College. Mm -hmm. uh, so Endicott, more people have heard of. I did some graduate work at UMass Amherst, which is why I'm in Western Mass right now, because we came back to Western Mass for my master's work. And that's my schooling. Nothing too exciting. Okay, but, well, what did you major in? Are uh, you going to make me say it? I was a philosophy oh. major. Oh. <laughs> I was a philosophy major. I came back to UMass. I did master's work in philosophy also and was doing some teaching. But with a master's, there's nobody's really willing to hire you full time. To, to teach philosophy. So I had to branch out and find something else that I was passionate about to make a living, which is how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. Wow. Can I ask where you went to high school? I went to a very small uh, religious school in Trumbull called Christian Heritage School. Okay. I've heard of it. I went to Notre Dame in Fairfield. <laughs> oh, it is a small world after I know. all. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. So, oh, now, I, and again, Littles, we just want to make sure we don't force anyone to say anything they don't want to on the podcast here. So, but you have now said we a couple times. Is there anyone else? Are you married? Do you have kids? Anything like that? Sure. I've been married since 1988. My wife and I met in college 
and fell in love and were incredibly naive enough to think that we were ready to get married at 22 years old. So that's what we did. Wow. So we've been married now over 30 years and we have a 25 year old. Thank you. Thank you. And our daughter is now 25 and she's now living out closer to where we went to school. She fell in love with that area out near Boston. So that's where she is. Cool. Fantastic. So now let's just get right to it. You're a Red Sox fan, right? I am a Red Sox fan. I'm a pretty much a New England sports fan, but I grew up as a Red Sox fan. Absolutely. Well, that's interesting, actually, you say that because of where you grew up. Now, it's my understanding that if you're right around where you were, it's either or like you're right on the border, right? Mm -hmm. From being a Yankees fan, even though you're in Connecticut, from what I understand, there's a lot of people in Connecticut that are Yankee fans. Yep. And then the other half is the Boston fans. That's a hundred percent right. Yeah. There's there are a lot of both, and you can't you have to sort of choose a side. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that my grandfather was a staunch Yankee fan in Red Sox territory, and used to go to Red Sox games and cheer for the Yankees and get booed and all that stuff. <laughs> and for some reason, I ended up as a Red Sox fan instead. So I have been since probably '75 is the first real memory I have of. Ooh. Hope wishing well for the Sox. That <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a tough one then. <laughs> but but at, at the time, I was only nine years old at that point. So when they played night games, I couldn't stay up to watch. So my dad would post, would put a sticky note on the fridge in the morning to let me know what the score was the night before. That's how I got to follow it. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's sweet. That's kind of actually yeah. a very similar story from like a very recent episode we had where we actually interviewed some tinies. I don't know if you heard that episode. And the one was a daughter and she said something about she never got to stay up. So her dad would always wake her up in the morning to tell her the score of the Sox mm-hmm. game. Right. And when she got older, he, she was, I think she said she was like, I kind of wanted to stay up to watch, but she actually liked that moment better. Right. So she didn't. <laughs> right. Uh, so they'd still have that moment. Oh, that's really sweet. That's sweet. And like millions of other Red Sox fans, I woke my nine-year-old daughter up at 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was when the Red Sox finally won in 2004 and I dragged her downstairs half asleep <laughs> so that she would say that she saw the Red Sox break the curse in 2004. Oh, oh that's that is great. awesome. Yeah, you got to get those pictures for sure. I got to be honest. I'm not sure I even remember oh. if I was, oh, I, I would assume what? I was awake. I mean, my well, whole family is well, Sox fans. I don't even know fans, how old you were then, but. Interesting. I, yeah, anyway, I, I, I have a quick, that. I think I might've told this story, so I'm going to make it brief, but it's one of these things where you interview so many people now that we're in our mm-hmm. second half of what, We've already, we just hit our 50th recently. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. And so there's so many stories you tell and different guests. If I told this already, Littles, I'm sorry, I'll make it brief, but I have a dear friend who got me one of the greatest gifts, speaking of 2004, and it cost basically nothing. He had his mom, uh, it's a dear Jewish friend of mine, and we never celebrate the holidays and we were on tour together, but December of 2004, he brings in this box. He's like, Merry Christmas. I'm like, what what are you saying? You're like, we don't do this. And he's like, yeah, but I, I just wanted to do this for you. He had his mom go around and get a copy of every Boston paper the day after they won in October. And so, I mean, we're talking like, you know, 25 cents, dollar, the whole thing probably cost like five bucks. Right. But it was like the coolest thing. I still have those papers. I'll never Mm -hmm. forget it. This is the same friend that casually, we're on the tour bus one day. Oh, and I should have preempted this with, he's not a very, he he does root for the Red Sox, but he's not a, a fan per se. I mean, he... He grew up there, so of course he roots for them, and he's just, but he's not a big baseball fan. So me and my buddy were talking on the bus one day, and he just overheard us talking about baseball, and we were talking about Carlton Fisk. You brought up the 75, right? 
And he casually goes, was that the World Series game? And we're like, uh, yeah. You know, and he's like, is that the one where this guy was just like waving his arms? And I went, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, didn't he get like a, a good hit and he was waving his arms? And I was like, yeah, that's like, that was the end of the game. Yeah, it was like a home run, right? Wasn't he? Because I thought it was a home run. He goes, yeah, I was at that game. <laughs> We it's like, only the most iconic image right, from we entire like, what? World Series. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you were, you were at that game? He goes, yeah, I probably still have the ticket stuff somewhere. He goes, it's probably in a box somewhere. He's like, I don't I was like, what? I mean, it was just, um, ca- just so casually like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was at that game. I was like, it reminded me of that punchline from uh, Goodwill Hunting. Do you know that movie? Yeah. Okay. How do you like when, them apples? Yeah, when, when Robin Williams <laughs> is telling that story, and he's like, oh, oh, yeah, I didn't go. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I was a I, I, I had to find out about this girl, you know, and, and that whole story. It was just like that kind of moment for us. We were like, what? And uh, so now you, you briefly mentioned it, but how did you get into listening to Tony and all that stuff? Well, I was a PTI fan, no surprise there, mm-hmm. and loved the show. And for some reason, I started my XM radio subscription in 2004. We had just moved into the house that I'm living in now. And the one of the sports channels on XM carried Tony's radio show on a delay. So I was, I just randomly found it on XM radio and have been listening ever since then. Yeah, yeah. I was similar. I, I started with PTI and I didn't even know about podcast. I was one of those where he mentioned right. it one day. Oh, I was interviewing so-and-so on my podcast. I'm like, podcast? I was like, what's, what's that? that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just totally random on my part that I happened to subscribe to the XM and happened to find this random station that happened to be playing Mr. Tony at the time. So the nice thing about that was the radio that I had purchased for my XM allowed you to record. And so I could record the the show every day and then play it back without the Washington based commercials for (laughs) graves, grave sites and windows, et cetera. (laughs) Right. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't know XM could do that. That's that's really interesting. All right. So now you're East Coast guy. So that's interesting to the point where maybe have you ever made it down to chatter back in the day? I was not able to make it down. I sort of, I had wanted to, and there were occasions where I was driving past Washington, D.C. to get to Virginia, where I have relatives. And I had always thought that on one of those trips, we would stop overnight and then do breakfast in the morning before finishing the trip and just never did it before they had to shut it down, unfortunately. So obviously no Jingle Fest or anything like that either. No, I have not. I'm not a person of the jingle. <laughs> have you ever had an email read on the show? I've had two emails read on the show. Okay. Um, the, the first was a very long time ago where I just mocked Mr. Tony for something stupid that he said. And he, he enjoyed the sarcasm, I think. He, nice. uh, he had said something about one of the college basketball teams where either they, either they win or they fall apart and they lose. And I was just like, well, that's pretty much how every team works. They either win or they lose. (laughs) And so I just made a comment about that. And the thing that I remember about that particular email was that when he read my name, Chuck Elias from South Hadley, Mass., he said, from South Hadley, that's Hadley. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was a little fun, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. And then I also emailed and had it read on the show after my pet beagle uh, died in 2016. I sent an email just thanking him for all of his memories of Maggie Mm. and the stories that he used to tell and that connection that I felt as a dog owner. And and he read that one on the air as well. Oh, that's sweet. So you had a beagle. We did. We had a beagle. What was his name? He was Buster. Oh, okay. I was wondering maybe Snoopy. (laughs) 
But <laughs> no, my daughter was in charge of naming him, and she was a fan of the Arthur right. uh, cartoons on PBS, uh-huh. and so yep. somehow we ended up on, on Buster the Beagle. That is cute. That's adorable, yeah. actually. I like that. All right, no, no offense, Chuck. I'm and I'm saying Charlie Brown, Chuck. I like that better than Snoopy, actually. <laughs> yeah, so. it's cute. It's really cute. So I'm sure we're going to get a lot of noise about too many Chucks on the show today because we've had that in the past. So I'm not sure that's possible. <laughs> right? That's what we, <laughs> we said. Do, do you remember the story that uh, that they talked about on the podcast where in England there was a gathering of Nigels? There was a, some pub sponsored an event <laughs> where they gathered as many Nigels as they could what? in this one pub. and. Maybe we should do that with Chucks as yeah. well. Wait, that would be fun. That would yeah. be amazing. Well, and, <laughs> and invite if... Sully because he'll get to meet Tiny Chuck. Yeah, who is his favorite after all? After all, I mean, I feel like they're they've got this bromance going that's just you know undeniable. And uh, I don't know if you saw the great Eric Lonergan once posted. Uh, we used it as our cover photo on our Facebook page, uh, which is what Roxy. The Loyal Littles Podcast. The Loyal Littles Podcast. Yeah, I know none of that stuff. And he actually he lined up all his chucks that he wears. And he, he actually oh, said... Oh, that's funny. He said, never enough chucks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That, that should be the motto. Never enough chucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I support that position. Yeah. Eat it, Sully. No, just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into. So we're going to take a quick break. You're coming back, right? Absolutely. You're not going anywhere. All right. Yeah, I can't wait for this because... We have another strong connection to you that you don't even know about. So Loyal Littles will be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Roxy, could I interest you with a maybe a little summeroflittles.com? I'm sorry, what? That's right. Summer of Littles 3.1 has a website. Summeroflittles.com. All one word. That's right. We've told you the names of the towns and the cities, which are confirmed to host venues for Summer of Littles 3.1 on August 7th. Now you can meet the hosts for those venues and see the locations they have chosen for the Littles Summer Get-Together by visiting the event's new website. What is that? Summeroflittles.com. It has such a nice ring to it. I don't know. I I just really love it. As expected, among the venues, there are lots of breweries and restaurants, but there is also a baseball game, a backyard potluck, and a chance to visit Le Schwaggerie. See the confirmed venues and get all your Summer of Littles 3.1 questions answered at summeroflittles.com. As little, Lee Gordon has declared, Finally, August has a holiday. All right, say goodbye, Roxy. Goodbye, Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Chuck Elias with us this episode. And lots to get into now, because we want to get into a little bit about what you do for a living. Now, I know it's been rough, and you probably don't want to talk too much about, especially 2020, but we're in 2021 now. So things are hopefully looking up. And Roxy or Chuck maybe will be a future client of yours because we're big time cruisers. Okay? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we want to get into this because I we did some lurking, as we call it on the Loyal Littles podcast. And some of your pictures are great. And we see you in front of Disney cruise ships, which we've both been on a Disney mm-hmm. cruise at one point. Were you performers? Or no, were you... just vacationers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So why don't you go into that real quick? Sure. So I own a travel agency, which we opened in 2012. Uh, We do reservations for all kinds of travel, including cruises, obviously, since we're Pioneer Valley cruise planners. 
But we also do resorts, all inclusives, all across the Caribbean. We do European tours, things like that. Pretty much any kind of travel that people are interested in, adventure travel, golf trips, things like that. We can handle pretty much any of that. And we've been around for uh, nine years now. Hmm. I'm counting 2020, even though there wasn't a lot of (laughs) stuff going on. Sure. But it's been nine years for me, and I have three agents that work with me. And we produce a podcast of our own talking about our travels and the news of the day. So that's been a a fun thing for me over the last year that we've done. Yeah. All right. So let's get into that real quick. Well, first, the name of the company is Pioneer. What did you say it was? Pioneer Valley Cruise Planners. So I actually own a franchise of the Cruise Planners Corporation. And we're located in a section of Massachusetts that's called the Pioneer Valley, which is Springfield, Amherst, Mm -hmm. uh, up to Greenfield. So we're Pioneer Valley Cruise Planners. But anyone can call you, right? Like it doesn't have to be local. Right. It can be West Coast people. Okay. And we'll get it. We'll plug all that stuff before we leave today. So what made you decide? So when did you start the podcast? We started the podcast actually right before the pandemic hit. Our very, yes, uh, our very first episode, we were talking about the folks on the ship in Japan that were Mm. sort of quarantined Mm. on the ship Mm -hmm. and the fact that they had been released and the U.S. had made huge efforts to get those people off the ship and, and into healthcare. At that time, obviously, we didn't know how big of an effect it would have, but that's yeah. that's when we started, first, second week of February, 2020. Wow. So that must yeah. have been really interesting. Now, I, I, full disclosure, I haven't had a chance. I have glossed over it very quickly, and I started listening to one episode. I did not have time before we started recording this to listen to multiple episodes. So it's interesting, like, how would you find topics? A couple of them, you were like giving like updates of when cruising might come back and things like that. I mean, how difficult was that to find stuff to keep the podcast going? I mean, did you actually ever consider putting it on pause? That's a great question. Uh, because early... Sully, you heard first... that, right? I just oh. want to make sure they heard it, it was a good question because I don't get many of those. So thank you for that, Chuck. Okay, go that's ahead. Sorry. Great, that's a very insightful and thoughtful question. And I appreciate it. But the honest truth is that when we first started, we started in sort of starts and stops for exactly that reason, because we nobody knew it was going to happen mm. and things were starting to shut down. So through February and March and even into April, I think we only did probably three episodes in three months because uh, okay. we, we really didn't know what was going to happen. Sure. And then I decided just for visibility, I wanted to be on a regular biweekly schedule. Mm. So to answer your original question, yes, it sometimes is a little bit hard to find things. But as Mr. Tony says, you know, the news ferry does come around from time to time and the CDC issues a new order or cruise line CEO says, you're not going to let us sail from the U.S. We're going to sail from somewhere else and bye bye. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. it does evolve. And so we, we did try to to keep it fresh by talking about some of our favorite things as well. Instead of always just focusing on news, we would try to make topics like our favorite vacations or the one place on our bucket list that we really want to go to or things like that. So we tried to not be completely news focused because that does boring to say, the CDC said this this week. And then the next podcast, the CDC said this this week. Yeah. And it was constantly changing. So that's a lot to try to keep up with. And um, And so just to test your knowledge here. So what's the most recent in Florida? Are they going to be able to do stuff in Florida or? So that's another great question. That is constantly evolving. So the CDC said that if you if the cruise line promises that 98 percent of their crew is vaccinated and 95 percent of the passengers are vaccinated, 
then they could start sailing as soon as July. Oh, wow. But the governor of Florida has said, we are absolutely not going to allow vaccination requirements. Right. Mm-hmm. No vaccine passport or however that would be. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a conflict that they're going to have to work out with the cruise right. lines. Because obviously, if the cruise lines are allowed to sail with vaccinations, that's what they're going to try to do. So yeah, gotcha. but I am, that's such a hard conflict because I know how I feel about it and what I think should happen. But you can't tell people... It's such a, I, it's such we're, a we're sticky like on situation. The, we're kind of on the same page. We're like, what's the big deal? If, right. if you don't want to go, don't go. Right. You know, and right. if you just show the card, what's the right. big deal? You know, but my other thought process, though, is like, well, I guess the card would have to match an ID and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I guess, like but you said, I they do were understand these passports it's, or it's conflicting because you can't necessarily force people to do something they don't want to do as much as sometimes I wish I could. Right. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, that's hard. Well, anyway, let's get to the more obvious question and we'll get away from the news because, you know, I understand what you mean by all that. What's what's your favorite destination vacation? So that, that I've personally taken? Uh, or it could be a bucket list. But, yeah, let's go. Let's do both. Let's do the one you okay, have done. So the, my, the favorite vacation that I've ever taken was a 12-night Western Mediterranean cruise, oh, uh, round trip from Barcelona. And you can hear all about that on our podcast okay. episode. Yeah. I don't remember what the episode number is. The title is Our Favorite Vacations. Oh. So this was a 12-night starting in Barcelona, up the western coast of Italy, and to Marseille in France. And uh, that was it was fantastic for the history and mm-hmm. the sightseeing. And Now, uh, are you was, allowed to say what cruise line that was? I mean, I, I don't mind saying it. Oh. This actually was a Disney cruise. Oh, okay. Um, because we went with my daughter, who was 12 at the time, mm-hmm. and my sister has two boys who were 12 and nine at the time. So we wanted not only we wanted the itinerary, the mm-hmm. cultural aspect of it for ourselves, but we wanted to make sure that the kids had care and, and they had things that would interest them as well. Sure. So. Yeah, and you know, Disney does almost everything right. Yeah. Like the one cruise I took of theirs, it was uh, just down to their their little island down in the Caribbean. Castaway Caves. Yeah. yeah, but it was just everything they did was so perfect. Like they had amazing stuff for the kids, amazing stuff for the the adults. Like it was, it was incredible. Well, I have to say, it got a thumbs down from me. Except that I will say, the one time I took the Disney cruise, so annoying. Now I should have known what I was getting myself into, but I was very curious. Okay, let me real. I'll be brief, but. I will say, I do agree 100% with everything Roxy just said. They do it right. Okay, it's expensive, even when you go to the parks, but they do it right. Okay, everything. They even had fireworks off the ship one night and the shows and everything. It was just amazing. Everything was top-notch quality. However, the parents... (laughs) This get-off-my-lawn moment is brought to you by... The parents who feel that, okay, they're on a ship, so where can they go, right? The kids that would be running up and down the hallways at like 3 a.m. screaming. It was crazy. Like, where are your parents? I know where, it's not a school night, right, but like, but whoa. Hello? Like, <laughs> and the big one for me was part of the, the cruise I was on. It happened to be right when the Star the newest Star Wars. I don't remember which one. I'm sorry, Bobby. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry, every Star Wars fan out there. I don't remember which one it was. But it was a big deal. It was going to be premiering in the theaters like in February. Well, I happened to be on the cruise ship in January. And one of their big promotions was that they had the movie. So we could see it before it came out in theaters for taking the cruise. So that was like, oh, this is great. I even waited there. You know, they had all obviously different times. And I even waited to like it was like 1145 p.m. showing. So I'm like, okay, there'll probably not be many people there. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. I get in there. 
Kids are running around the theater. I was disappointed with Disney for that fact that they couldn't have staff there controlling that to mm-hmm. say, okay, you can be here and even talk or be loud, but you can't be. They're running around the theater. It was just nuts. It was, they were playing with like lightsabers and just, it was. <laughs> they were excited. They were excited. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. So I left. So I didn't get to see the movie. So that's what really grinded my gears about Disney Cruise Lines. Now, Chuck is so, so educated on this topic. So head on over to the podcast, take a listen to that. And the name of your company again is what? Pioneer Valley Cruise Planners. Yeah. So if you need a, a, a and you do everything, you don't just do cruises, right? You do everything. Absolutely. Yeah. No, okay. we do. We do hotels. We do all inclusives throughout the Caribbean. We do expedition trips like to Antarctica. We can wow. arrange those kinds of things. So yeah. Oh, wow. this is great. And congratulations for making it through this. We're not out of it, but right. it just right. feels like things are slowly yeah. getting better and, and maybe back to normal soon. Well, Chuck, we now just have some fun, dumb questions. We like to call them if you're open to that. But one we haven't asked in a while. So you're a big Tony Kornheiser fan. So yes. is there one thing that Tony does that just drives you crazy? Yeah, uh, actually, there, there. One thing that I I don't complain about golf talk. I don't complain about particular topics, but it makes me a little crazy when Tony says, "I'm not going to talk about that because that's too local." Like <laughs> he doesn't realize that we all came to this show because it was a local show right. where he complained about the traffic and he complained <laughs> about his representative and he complained about the power and the water. And that's what brought me to the show. You know, he had got this huge audience across the country because he was talking about the Washington football team and the Nationals mm-hmm. and his water bill. Yeah. And now that now that he's moved to the podcast, he feels like he can't talk about those things sometimes. And we're like, no, please, yes. please go off. Yeah. You know? That's what we're <laughs> here for. <laughs> exactly. So I won't say I won't say that it drives me crazy, but I do wish that sometimes he would he wouldn't be as worried about appealing to the broader audience and talk about the things that bug him because that's yeah. what we're interested in. And I got to be honest, I mean, I find myself now rooting for those teams. Like, oh, obviously, 100%. we're an American, we're an American League team fan base here for the Red Sox, but Nationals have become my National League team just because I know so much about them from listening to the podcast. I would never know about these relievers and closers that he just goes off on, which is great, you know. And then the whole Washington football thing, because I hate the New Jersey Giants, as I call them. (laughs) So it was like, what better way than to root for another team in the NFC least, as we called it last year? I think it'll be better (laughs) this year. But yeah, it was just great. And we actually got to have Joe Arrow on a couple times going because he's a diehard uh, Washington football team fan. So that was just great. Great to be able to bring that onto our podcast as well. Cool. So totally switching gears. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? On a cruise ship. Sure. <laughs> so Tony can't be one of them because he ain't getting on that. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm the farthest thing that Tony ever wants to be around. I'm a guy who likes to. Well, I was going to say, can we pause? I thought that was going to be your, I, I kind of, I thought I was giving you a softball when I said, what's the one thing that annoys him? I thought it was going to be that he trashes the cruise industry all the time. <laughs> I no, thought that was going to be your answer. Honestly, <laughs> lots of people do that. So I, know, I, I know. just, it doesn't bother me. We actually, and I was about to say this several years ago, I was in contact with another little, and we were trying to decide if we would try to do a, a Mr. Tony cruise out of Baltimore, but it never materialized. So that would be, Wait, that'd be really fun. Now, just so you know, I mean, 
we all know Rick Devins, I think. And again, thank you for the birthday shout out, Rick Devins. They have these now survivor themed cruises. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously the entire ship's not, but they had like Russell right. was out there and he was leading it up and they were going to do yeah. a cruise ship. Now this is before the pandemic hit. So I don't think it happened, but how much fun would that be? Yeah. I mean, they do it for bands, you know, they'll bring right. a band on and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So there's a lot of ways to do it and it would be fun. I don't know if we could get anybody from the show to join us because I, I don't know if anybody yeah, likes cruising all at all. But Maybe not. I think they do. Okay. I think they do. Bob Walsh, Summer of Littles. What would it be? 4.1? I don't know how what they would call it, but hello, this could be a cool... I mean, you would go above and beyond, sir. If you could get a Summer of Littles event that was on a cruise ship, I mean, come on. like that. I would travel anywhere in the world to be on that. <laughs> Anyway, all right, sorry. Well, all right. I'm going to put it on the calendar. I'm going to start working on it. I mean, honestly, I didn't think there would be a lot of interest because I, I sort of felt like there was most of the folks who were listening were sort of agreeing on that. Yeah, particular maybe. Topic. But I certainly don't mind looking into it. <laughs> I would be happy to. Right? Yeah. So back to my question. Sorry, I, I kind of jumped in there. You derailed it. That's fine. Three famous people living or dead. Who would you want at your fantasy dinner party? Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, I could be really schmaltzy and pick family members, but I guess I won't do that. This is going to be from my philosophy days. This is going to be really uh, obscure to almost everybody, but C.S. Purse, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind having a conversation with. One of the guys from the NC State championship team was in a 30 for 30, Mm -hmm. and he sounded fascinating. I would love to have dinner with him, and it was not Derek Wittenberg. It was one of the other guys. And I can't come up with it now. Okay. And I will be schmaltzy and I'll say my mom who passed uh, in 2003. And so that would be, I would, I would love to have, uh, I would love to have that opportunity. That's really you. nice. All right. So I have like a, a fun one, new, newer one, but we thought it was kind of fun. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be? Wow. That's a great question. If I could be a cartoon character, it would either be Mickey Mouse or Bugs Bunny. Nice. I love I love the stuff that Bugs Bunny gets away with. He just says whatever he wants. He does whatever he wants, and it works out. But I'm a huge Disney fan, so maybe somebody right. like Mickey Mouse would, would work for me, too. Sure. Gotcha. And then last one, do you have a special hidden talent that people don't know about? It's not really hidden, but I am a basketball and volleyball referee, which I do oh. in my spare time, which I really like a lot. So I have uh, worked college basketball at the division one level for several years. I worked college Whoa. volleyball. Way to bury the lead here. That's amazing. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bury the lead, but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it, we are fans of a sports podcast. So, like, yes, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so I worked division one basketball in the Ivy league and the Patriot league for several years and so these conference. All right. And, so I have to jump in. Sorry. So ever done a Binghamton game? I have not ever done Binghamton. Binghamton is the America East, and I never made it into the America East, unfortunately. And so what would say, what's the best game you've ever been involved in? All right, so this sounds like bragging, and I don't mean it to be, but the best game that I ever worked was the Army-Navy basketball game at West Point. That uh, That was a remarkable experience from the beautiful campus. Oh, yeah. Everything going on outside the arena, the Army versus Navy rivalry Mm. kind of thing. You know, you got these big tables serving snacks and food, and it's like midshipmen only. The game itself was intense. Both bands were there. It was it was just fantastic. It was it was a great experience. That's wow. cool. And Littles, we're sorry we did not discover that earlier in the podcast because that's amazing. Congratulations. Now, what what kind of volleyball? Mostly collegiate as well. 
I do. I still do some high school volleyball, so it's kind of a mix. I don't do Division One by any stretch in volleyball, okay. just a Division Three sure. level. But I enjoy it. It keeps me pretty local, mm-hmm. which is nice at the Division Three level. You know, I'm not. I don't have to fly anywhere or sure. be away. I, I'm always home at the end of the night, which is nice. So yeah. all right, I won't bore the listeners, but I was a four-year varsity volleyball player. So no kidding, both high school. So yeah. Wow. I mean, that was my sport. Actually, I loved baseball, but volleyball was my thing. So, well, Chuck, thank you so much. These, I told you, I, I mean, are, Littles, are we, are we ever wrong? He's like, oh, I have nothing to say. You had so much to say. Yeah, I feel like you have more to say. We'll have to have you yeah, on again Yeah, I feel sometime. like we're not done here yet. We have some <laughs> things to discuss off air, but let's get out of here. But first, of course, let please plug everything. Where can we find you on social media? We never brought that up. We said the name of your podcast. We said the name of your, um, your company. But how can, how can Littles find you if they want to take a dream vacation? Sure. So if you want to contact me, you can reach out to me through my website, which is www.theconfidenttraveler.com. And let me just say that traveler has one L, not two L's. Okay. Um, because if you search for the tra- confident traveler with two L's, you actually get a different podcast. Oh. So, what? <laughs> yes. There's there's actually a confident traveler with two L's podcast. She's from England. So we don't get confused, but yeah, that's what it is. Gotcha. Um, and the podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast. Um, you can find it pretty much anywhere that you want to get most yeah, of you your podcast. Now, are you on Twitter, right. Instagram, anything like that? Okay. Instagram account, The Confident Traveler. I have a Facebook page also for the company and a separate Facebook page for the podcast. So you can find us at The Confident Traveler Podcast or at Pioneer Valley Cruise Planners on Facebook, either one. Excellent. Thank you for coming on. This has been fantastic. It's been a lot more of a conversation than I, honestly, than I expected <laughs> that I would have to, to talk about. So We told oh, you, good. every little has a story to tell, <laughs> Littles. Come on the Loyal Littles podcast and meet the Littles. Thank you again, Chuck, and Loyal Littles will be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Chuck. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you to our great Meet the Littles guest, Chuck Elias. Really appreciate you coming on. Hang tight. We've got more Chucks. Because what is today, Roxy? Well, today is National Rescue Dog Day. Ah, now, Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you told this story on the podcast, but you have a rescue dog or two, correct? Yes, I have two rescue dogs. And one, what, one's um, name is what? One is Chuck. Ah, that's, hey. the only, that's the only one we care about, Chuck. All right, so that's, okay. how, what did we have? Five, four Chucks, Chuck. five Chucks? How many <laughs> Chucks we got today? <laughs> And how's that going, Chuck? Four Seriously. Chucks. Serious question. That's going pretty good. Oh, she's, she's great. We've had her for about four years, I guess. And it's even better because she's one of these dogs that sheds like nobody's business. In the last two weeks, I've had to vacuum our house like twice, sometimes three times a day because there's so much fur everywhere. Because this time of year, you know, it's getting warmer, mm-hmm. shedding the winter coat. So uh, yesterday, I actually took her to the groomer. And she lost about 20 pounds and <laughs> wow. and she is pristine and welcome in any part of the house now. Um, oh, that's sweet. Ready for so, the summer? So yeah, she's living the, the, the dog life. All right. So now, but let's get to the more important. I think I saw this on social media. Now you got a chicken? Oh, we have three chickens. Yeah, but you got a new chicken. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we have a new chicken. So this is Farmer Chuck. We have three chickens. One died, oh. uh, which gave us two. So we replaced the dead one with a, a live one. Chuck. Okay. <laughs> now, the important question, though, Chuck, is did you name it Chuck? No, her name's Simone. Oh. She's all black and has this real, like in the, when the sun hits her feathers, it kind of throws off this kind of jade sheen to her. And she waddles, and Charlie reminded us of Nina Simone, so we named her Simone. <laughs> so you named it after Nina Simone? <laughs> yeah. All right. Just because of the way she kind of waddles yeah. like Nina did in those tight dresses. <laughs> nice. All right. Now, Roxy, what other day is it? It is also International Red Sneakers Day. Ah, so Eric Lonergan, get those chucks out of the closet and wear them proud today. Those nice red chucks. How many times can we say chuck in one episode? I have episode? no idea. We, we should have a chuck clock on this episode because... We should. I also have a pair of red chucks. Oh. Oh. Nice. So I will have to bust those out as well. I, I do not have any chucks. I have chucks, but they're white with the red stripe. So does that count? Sure. Sure. It's a very thin strike. I mean, they're Chucks. I wish I had Chucks. Yeah. What would you do with Chucks, Chuck? I would wear them, Chuck, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you should You should really get some Chucks so I, you could wear them. I would wear yeah. them. I would put my Chucks on. Chuck. And I would maybe walk across, halfway across America to you, Chuck. And then I would take Chuck for oh, a walk yeah. for you. Aww. Yeah, you could just... You could just chuck them across the country. Okay. <laughs> Sully's out. Maybe I would catch them. <laughs> Sully, you can make this a drinking game. Every time we say Chuck, take a shot. That was, that's what this episode should have been. He will be, he will be ripped. Take, take a shot every time you hear the word Chuck. <laughs> yep. Okay, every time. Look what Simon's missing out on. I, I mean, so Chuck actually told us this story about the Nigels. The party of the, the, party Nigels, of the Nigels, yeah, that happened over, I think, in, in London. And Nigels from all over the country, the world, like, they all gathered in this bar. And and they had to prove that their names were legitimately Nigel. Uh, so that was interesting to me. I'm learning a little bit more about Nigel. But now you said there was a new one. There is a new recently. one. There was one that happened at the end of April. It was called, some people called it Josh Fight. Some people called it Josh Battle Royale. And basically it was Josh's from around the country, world, whatever, gathered in Lincoln, Nebraska in Air Park with pool noodles. And they had a battle to see who would win and be the greatest Josh of all the Joshes. Okay, so hello. We have to have a Chuck. We have to have a Chuck something. A Chuck bash. Chuck bash. So Chuck, what, yes. would, we, what would we do to battle to see who's the greatest Chuck of all? <laughs> Bosh. Bosh. What's Bosh? What's Bosh? Mosh. 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 Oh, oh, Mosh. Oh, oh. That's, that's cheating, Chuck. <laughs> I don't know if I've told that story on the podcast, Chuck, but that's cheating. That's all I'm going to say. That's well, it. Just, it's, I just throw that out there. You put me on the spot. That's all right. All right. Well, that's that's the one time. <laughs> would that be pretty good, though? That'd be uh, pretty good. I would. Uh, I, I might have to tell that. I might have I to know. tell that story now, Chuck, at some point. And yeah, uh, we probably should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when it's down to one listener. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're right. close. We're, we're probably. We'll yeah, tell. We're, we'll tell Sully. We'll tell. So real quick, before we get out of here, I, I had an interesting story I wanted to, to tell you because I felt like a dope. 
So in New York City now, they have this thing where they don't just give out plastic bags anymore. They're cutting down and or mm-hmm. they're actually I, they're charging for them. They're still giving them out. Right. They're just trying to make money off of it. But I, I guess it's to discourage people right. from using plastic. They yeah. want you to bring your own bags. Now, I'm guessing you do that. Right, Chuck? Yeah, we do that. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I mean, the last time. Well, I... although lately they like sometimes you forget and then you're like, God, now I got more damn plastic bags. But now that you can take them, recycle them. Yeah, like to the store. So we've been doing that, which is all I'm going to say, better. Chuck, is the last time you came to visit me on the road, how long do we have to look for a place to plug in your freaking car? That was like, <laughs> I mean, all yay for the environment, but that was kind of annoying, Chuck. I'm just going to say, but anyway, well, you'll see we're ahead of the game. Okay. Eventually <laughs> you everybody are, you are definitely. Mm-hmm. Are. I mean, we don't even have a car, so there you go. Okay. So anyway, so I'm shopping and I, so I carry the bags with me. I bring my bags, but sometimes because they, they just scrunch up so well in your pocket. I just bring plastic bags. And I know that's not really what the idea behind the whole thing is. But for me, it was... Well, you are reusing them. You're not just using yes, them one true. time and throwing them in the trash where they shouldn't, where they cause problems. Yes, so. that is true. But I still feel weird because you bring, when you shop, I've seen you shop, Roxy, you bring the, the cloth bags. Oh, the bags, reusable. The cloth yeah, bags I have a ton like of those. Yeah. yeah. Right. So anyway, I'm still on the plastic just because it's easy to go in my pocket. The other day... I don't know what made me think about this. Now, when I shop in the city, what I usually try to do is because I don't have a cart or anything to wheel, you know, bags home. So I have to carry everything. So I try, my rule of thumb is if I can hold it in my arms, I can buy it. So I'm almost on like one of the, I feel like sometimes I'm on one of those shows where how much can you fit in your arms? Well, because if you care, if you get more than that, like if you get a shopping cart, all of a sudden you could have like eight bags and you're like dragging them. That happens to me blocks. at Trader Joe's all the time. Right. So, well, Roxy, this is what I thought of. When next yeah. time you go to Trader Joe's, you should try this. Okay. What I did the other day, I went to the grocery store and I thought, well, wait a minute. Why don't I take my bags out? And as I'm shopping, I put them in the grocery bag. And I'm carrying the bag around the store. So I know exactly how much I'm carrying home. Now, to me, this was like a eureka moment. I'm like, how stupid have I been all these years that I've been doing this? And you know what I'm saying, Chuck? Does that make sense? So now, you know, as you're shopping, you put it and then you bring it to the cash register, obviously. Mm-hmm. I guess the only thing I feel weird about is it might look a little suspicious. Yeah. Like if the... the I was going to say... The eye in the could... sky is watching you. Right. They might think you're a little suspicious. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, obviously, I mean, you can follow me. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to go up and pay for them. I take them out of the bag, put them on the belt, mm-hmm. pay for it. But then I put them right back in the bag the same way. I, you know, it was... I, I don't know. I thought it was a eureka moment. I thought it was a brilliant... Just call me brilliant. I, that's all I'm looking for. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, right. Plus, you're reusing the bags. So, yeah, you're bringing the bags back and yeah, uh, and getting be, more than one but, use out of them. Well, so. but it could be the cloth sure. bags, too. Like I'm saying, when Roxy brings her cloth bags, you mm-hmm. could just walk around the store. Instead of putting the items in a cart, you put them in the cloth bag. Oh, it, we do that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. What? Chuck, why didn't you tell me? Hello? <laughs> I just thought of this Well, now. I don't know. Maybe it's different here. I, I mean, they... They probably, obviously, our grocery stores are like humongous compared to what you guys have. So it's it would be a lot easier there to keep an eye on people and see if they're stealing versus right. like a mega grocery store like Walmart or something. But it's kind of like, what are you going to do? Sneak a couple of extra green beans in there or yeah, something? Right. You know, it's not like <laughs> they don't really care about all that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, Littles, we're going to use that as our tiny little suggestion for the week. I, apparently, Chuck's been doing it for a long time, and I haven't. Plus, you don't need a cart that way either. Right. Exactly. That's my point. And then for us, especially, if you know, I mean, you drive, so you don't care. You're just taking it out to your car. I know. That's the stupid thing about plastic bags. It's like, really? I'm just 
I mean, yeah, I put the damn cart right to the trunk, so I don't even have to carry them from right. the store to my car. Right. Right. Um, so it's really kind of a waste. I really don't. I mean, it'd be probably better not to have any bags at all. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> so they just roll. Or they roll around everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. have produce reusable produce bags that I have yet to use. I should probably start using them. Yeah. Would you get on that? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that's our tiny little suggestion for the week. Bring your bags. Shop in the aisle, put it in the bag, uh, especially if you're like from New York and stuff like that and you're walking to, to and from the grocery mm-hmm. store. Just do that and then you'll know exactly how much you have to carry home. It's great. These are the problems in New York City. Probably a lot of our listeners are like, I don't have this problem. Right. These are the trials and tribulations of living in New York City. But Dang. you know what? If you could right. make it here, Absolutely. you could make well, it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And on that note, Roxy, why don't you tell everyone how they can get in touch with us? Email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, we're there at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast and on our Facebook page, which is the Loyal Littles Podcast. And if you head on over to iTunes, please give us a rate and a review. A couple more people did that. That was so great. And again, we Roxy, Chuck, we had another person that was like, this is a great find. Like they just discovered the podcast. So we are excited about that. But I feel like there had to be a way somewhere along the last four months we could have reached out to them and found them. And like, so give us the rates and the reviews, because I think that has something to do with the logarithms and how when they get on iTunes, they'll suggest podcasts and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, especially sure. if you're a Tony Kornheiser fan and stuff like that. So I wonder if they've uh, sat there the last three days just listening to all 50 episodes back I, to I, back to back. Depends on like, who they are. I doubt it. Oh What's my God. going on in their life? Well, I mean, I wouldn't, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, only the episodes that Simon's on, I would, of course. But, you oh, know, of course. Of course. Yeah, right, so right, right, So Smooth. anyway, real quick, again, thank you, Chuck Elias, for coming on. And Littles, book a, book a trip. Book a cruise, book a vacation with him. Yeah. That's, we're, we're looking into that. Yep. And also, big thank you to Kim Wilson. That's with two L's. And Jolene Wojcik for our bumpers this week. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code. Um, you're, you promised to edit out all the ums, right? Absolutely.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.